Have you ever just felt stretched to the point where you didn't think that you were going to make it through a certain situation? Yeah, that's all of us, right? And I wanted to drop in today to talk to you guys. I kind of had this epiphany when I was talking with the Shama Mama earlier in the week, and she had shared that by walking through this traumatic experience with her own family, they they actually had a near-death experience with her son. After walking through that, using, you know, the gifts of that she has along with a village of people supporting her, um, how you can take that shitstorm and use it as manure, and from that manure grows this this new these new skills that we learn, this new perspective that we have, this different way of looking at life. And my friend Kim Nolan has shared this as well. Um, through her experience where she was held up actually at gunpoint and she said she was praying in the backseat of the car and and she's like what do you want to tell me and and God just gave her the word manure and it's a similar situation where what are you going to do with the manure what are we going to do with the shit and I guess for me I had my first real tough chapter like difficult chapter in my life um, when my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And anyone who's ever walked the cancer journey knows that not only is it difficult, but it also does give you access to someone in a way that maybe they weren't accessible before. And that was the case for my mom and I. Um, I knew that with my mom, I could use humor to sort of lighten the mood, you know, if I could make her laugh, that was like gold. And so, you know, as the disease progresses, I can see that she's going to need, you know, depends undergarments. Well, who wants to wear those? That would be nobody, you know? So I go to the store, I get the depends undergarments, I bring them home and I say, look, Foxy, I got you some fancy panties, you know, and we'll put them right down here and we'll take them out when we need them. And I knew that I had this gift of humor with my mom, but I also knew that my role in that walk through cancer with her was to make it okay, to make the dying process okay. And, you know, I was also a huge proponent of the cannabis brownies. I was like, hey, mom, let's get these pot brownies going to help with the, you know, the pain. And she would be like, oh, Michelle, we need to check and make sure with the doctor that that's all right. And, you know, that was kind of my role. And by the way, this was before cannabis was quote unquote legal. So I knew using the gifts of humor and using the gifts of kind of making this process okay were really going to be helpful for my mom. And again, as the disease progressed, um, my brothers and I, uh, Matt and Paul, would take legs of this journey. So, you know, we would each go up and sort of pass the baton. And so it was this beautiful time together with my mom um, that we got to spend. And, you know, Tom was holding down the fort at home with five girls and I was splitting my time between my mom. And although it was really lovely, there did come a point where it was becoming a stretch for me. And I'll never forget, I had arrived home from Santa Rosa, so my folks are about two hours away from where we are, and I had no sooner you know, gotten home than my brother Matt called me. He was on duty with my mom, 
And he said to me, Michelle, mom had a bout of pain and dad gave her some morphine and some morphine is code for like more than normal, right? And he said, she's kind of not responding. And I said, oh God, okay, so she's breathing, right? He said, oh yeah, no, she's breathing. And then I immediately let my shoulders down away from my ears like they were earrings and said, oh, she's out of pain. That's good. She's under the influence of morphine to help with the pain. That's good. And she's still with us. That's good. So, you know, I put my packed bag that I hadn't unpacked yet back in the car and Tom and I headed back up to Santa Rosa. So we walk into the house and as I approach the kitchen, I can see my dad and my brother Paul, who was there at that point, smashing, you know, pills between two spoons so that if need be, we could then add water and and liquefy the medication so that my mom could take it liquid form. It was like a scene out of Breaking Bad. I'm not even kidding you. So I walk in and I see Breaking Bad at the kitchen table. And in the distance, I can hear my brother Matt reading to my mom at like decibel 10. Okay. Now I knew what he was doing right away because when we were kids, we used to follow my mom around the house while she was cooking or while she was cleaning. And we used to read chapter books to her. And so, you know, we would read like Charlotte's Web or um, Little House on the Prairie or Where the Red Fern Grows. And we were basically like my mom's audible, right? She was like, and now we're on to chapter seven, hit it, you know, and we would just practice our reading. So I pass Breaking Bad, I'm walking down the hallway, I'm getting nearer to the audible, (laughs) my brother Matt. I walk into the room. I sort of look over at my brother, Matt, who's, you know, still continuing to read. I sort of nod at him. I look at my mom in the hospital bed, you know, she's got head cocked sideways, you know, mouth slack, pretty much unresponsive. And I just gently put my hands on her feet and I said, hey, mama. And she sat right up and said, oh, hi, honey. And I look over at my brother, Matt, and he gives me this look like, what the fuck? And it was really this lovely moment of recognition that my mom knew she was being so well cared for in that moment that she was just going to continue to rest. And then it was just validation to me that she felt safe and secure and I could give her that gift you know when I was there that she could kind of come to and then my brother Matt's gift was loving her in the way that he knew how to do the way that he was familiar with from childhood which was reading my brother Paul not only was he mashing the drugs with my dad but you know that guy is like a prayer warrior I mean he could show up at a bar mitzvah deliver a a poem a a prayer rather and they would be like heck yeah and he's catholic you know he's that's his superpower and then we had my dad there to kind of tie it all together and you know i learned in that moment we're not meant to walk through these super difficult chapters alone as well as we had my husband tom there like loving and supporting us all through this process and 
oh my gosh, you guys, it, it was like, we were grateful she was still alive. We were happy she came to, it was like Lazarus, right? We drank way too much wine and had a lot of fun knowing that yes, she was going to be crossing, but it wasn't going to be that night and we were going to enjoy our time together. So that particular shit storm, also known as cancer, gave me a lot of growth. When I took that manure and I put it into the soil of my life, I realized that from that process, I learned that it is definitely okay to ask for help and not only to ask for help, but to receive help. You know, we have five girls at the time. You know, I had um, my older daughters being carted off from to basketball practice from a good friend. My little one, Charlotte, was only two at the time. My aunt would take her overnight and drop her at preschool the next morning or she would spend the night with my good friends. I mean, it really did take a village. And then my other daughters just stepped up into the space of doing chores and, you know, doing things that I had normally done when I'm home. So that was one thing that grew from that. It tied us together as a family. Another thing that I learned was how to say no to certain things. If I was feeling vulnerable, I just would kind of self-protect and give myself permission to walk through the grief, if that makes sense. Because when someone is suffering in that way, you're kind of grieving the loss of each part of them. And so I was really grieving my mom as she was making that transition and I needed to care for my heart, you know, so I was kind of honoring that too. And that grew out of that manure. And the last thing that grew out of that shit storm was my perspective shift and my compassion for others. And what I mean by that is now when someone comes to me and they say that they have a parent who's sick or they've just lost a parent, it literally takes the the wind out of my lungs because I have a level of compassion for someone walking through that that I didn't have before because I hadn't lived it before. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that although there are times in our life, shit storms, that we're walking through and we've got just bags of this manure all around us that we are not only going to survive it you know we might get a little stinky but we're going to come out through the other side and that we're not meant to do it by ourselves that there's help available you're never we're never alone and that we're going to make it And I'm so glad that you're here and that you're growing because life school is not for wimps. So be well, take good care. The world is counting on us because the world needs our light. Talk to you soon. 